Blue Wire. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. This is our last podcast before the 2020 NFL Draft, which starts in just a couple of days, and we are very excited for that. So we are going to finish breaking down position groups, and then instead of Fangirl Says this week, Steph is going to go ahead and give me half of the Wonderlick test <laughs> that players can take at the Combine. So I'm just going to say in advance, don't judge me. And we're not going to do a fangirl says because I may be the who's not hot. So we'll just go ahead and do the test. But first and foremost, Steph, how awesome was the Last Dance Bulls documentary? At least the first two episodes. You know, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I was very young during the whole Michael Jordan. And of course, I knew he was amazing and all of these things. But you know, to see it from that standpoint, I learned a ton, and especially about Scottie Pippen. Um, you really see that, I don't know, we always called him the Robin to the Batman kind of a thing. And so mm-hmm. that was something that, you know, really resonated with me. I didn't really see how important he was to that, you know, amazing dynasty. And, and, and also to see, you know, how it kind of, you know, came down. And I just think that that's interesting because somebody's got to build the dynasty up in the first place, but then also it does eventually come down. So I just found it fascinating. I love those interesting tidbits about it. Um, and, and again, you know, because, because I got to see Michael Jordan, you know, but I was still, you know, relatively young. It it's just, it brought a lot of those memories back and it. It's probably a big reason I like sports. So I really enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. And he's an icon I mean, he's an absolute icon and a hero to many. And I thought the Scottie Pippen stuff was really interesting because it did, it did make me understand him a little bit more, not even so much just in his dynamic with what he brought to the team, but just kind of generally. And it was clear that to Michael Jordan, he always knew how important Scottie Pippen was to that team. And that was kind of a fun thing to see. So I really enjoyed that. So I'm so excited that we have a bunch more episodes over the next several weeks. I think it's just going to be so interesting. And the amount of access that they had and that they have now is incredible. Of course, I think we all got a good giggle out of Barack Obama, former Chicago <laughs> resident, Bill Clinton, former Arkansas governor. They, were, they have no time for presidents on the last dance. Unless you are the president of the NBA, no right. time. No time. <laughs> so I thought that was really fun. I, I liked that because I think it just kind of gave everyone a chuckle and they clearly knew what they were doing. And I really liked that. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. So that was it was funny. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it was funny because, you know, that's where they were at that time. The governor, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or was, was I know. And so then, and then also like, you know, a resident of Chicago. So I just thought that was just interesting because that's how we all saw it, you know, is our place when we yeah. were at that time. And what was interesting is who did that shop, the, the actual shots of all the, the, um, the videos and all that was Clay Thompson's uncle. So I thought that was like a oh, cool little nugget. And um, yeah, so, and, and I just think that that's just, so there was somebody that had that basketball, you know, mind. I just think that's kind of an interesting little nugget there. <laughs> 
Also, I thought it was pretty cool that uh, Scotty, um, that Kerr, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. You guys, I, we're talking about Scotty Pippen, that I was about to call him Scotty Kerr. And I was like, that's not his name. Steve Kerr. Uh, I thought also Steve Kerr kind of looks exactly the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look I was like, that's kind of amazing. Because they showed, there was the first clip of him at practice as a player. And it took me a second because I was like, why is he wearing a bull shirt? And I was like, oh, that's from then. And I really feel like he looks basically the same. So there's that. That's just a little tidbit that I noticed. But it was fun to see him on it because you saw, you know, he was a part of that incredible team. And now, of course, he's known as such an incredible basketball coach. He's built something so awesome with the Warriors. But you see where that started. You see the coach he learned from. Yeah. And that was really fun, too. I think there was you know, a lot there. And, you know, Phil Jackson, incredible basketball coach. Uh, Incredible. I mean, the amount of championships he won after he left, it's really amazing. So it it was really, it's been fun to watch. And so I just can't wait to watch the next several. So we have that. And then of course the draft. So all of a sudden we do have some sports content to talk about it was fun on twitter that everybody was talking about the same thing in the world of sports probably for the first time since the super bowl in terms of an event everybody was watching at the same time so that was really fun so yeah so that was good and now of course we turn our attention for the next few days to the nfl uh as we know the nfl will be releasing their schedule next month and as of now they say they are releasing it as a full schedule, as if things are going on completely as planned, and they will adjust as necessary. But before we get to any of that, there's the draft. So that starts on Thursday. It's going to be a virtual draft. Things will be very different. There's a charitable component to the court draft now. They're doing a draft-a-thon. Uh, there's a website. I believe it's nfl.com slash relief, I believe. But if you go to nfl.com, you'll be able to find it where you can donate uh, with the money going to various organizations to help in the fight against COVID-19. And there'll be a text option. It's going to be hosted by Rich Eisen and Deion Sanders, all kinds of celebrities. So there's that portion. And then, of course, there's the drafting itself. The last few weeks, Steph and I have broken down a number of position groups. And so now, going into Thursday, we got QBs, running backs, tight ends, and special teams. Steph, would you like to start with the running backs and special teams? Sure. Um, So one thing that I noticed about this running uh, back group is that, you know, a lot of teams are kind of, you know, I'm a big fan of the run and I love, you know, a good running back, but it's also like who plays well with your team. So I see this going a few different ways. You know, it's not just in the past where it's not like a Nick Chubb or a Leonard Fournette who's the leading running back of a draft class. We have a lot of different uh, running backs that can fit different schemes, and it depends on what the team is looking for. If they want somebody to go up the middle, catch. If they want somebody that has more versatility, uh, cutting ability, vision, or speed. So there's all kinds of things like that. Um, DeAndre Swift is who I like from uh, – Georgia, and he's a small guy, um, 5'8". He is a fast, quick runner. 
Um, but what I like about him is he averages about 6.2 yards per carry, and he finished with over 1,200 yards and seven, seven touchdowns. So I, I think he ran really well. And what I do like about him, too, is that he just has a really good in, um, – he, he kind of reminds me of maybe like a little bit less of a Saquon Barkley. So that was something okay. that I I liked, and I think he has a lot of um, really good um, ability to like burst and hit the hole. So I I just thought that was really good. Um, he's one of my faves. Um, Jonathan Taylor, r- running back out of Wisconsin, he is, was kind of like the combine star. He put up like a ridiculous forty yard dash time, and he's he can be a game changer. That's for sure because of his size. Um, he's a little bit bigger. He's five ten, but he weighs two hundred and twenty six pounds. He's got a, a he's just really fast, and he has really good running abilities. And he's he's more of the power, quick vision, able to cut. You know, and he has an, an amazing stiff arm, which is I'm a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. You do love a stiff arm. You really do. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I just think he has a nice combination of size, quickness, natural running skills. Um, then there's also Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's from LSU. Um, he's just dangerous. Like, I feel like you never know where he's going to come out of. And he did a lot of dirty work for LSU. Um, he just averaged to carry. He had 16 touchdowns. He had 55 receptions. So he wasn't just one of those um, running backs that can just run downhill. He's a tough runner. And he also has quickness. He has cutting ability. He has vision. Um, and he's just, and he, he's, he's low to the ground. He, he runs low, uh, five, seven, 200, but he's just all muscle. He's just natural body and lean. So I think that he could potentially be a really, um, I think he could potentially be a starter. So it's, um, it's really good. The last one I had was out of F, uh, Florida state FSU cam acres. I think he has a lot of potential. He kind of reminds me of a Kareem Hunt. Um, he is, um, he hauled in like 30 receptions. So I think now the running backs are kind of these hybrids. They're able to not only just run the ball, but they have to be able to catch. They have to be able to perform well on special teams, which is what I'm getting at with, with special teams. And so you want somebody that can do all of those things. They have to, if they want a position on the team, especially the very, you know, as a rookie, you're going to have to be able to carry multiple loads. So not in just step in as, you know, for as a running back, but you're going to have to be able to make plays, but you're also going to have to work special teams. So that's one thing I really, really like about Akers. I think he has a, um, he has an ability to make an impact on a team right away. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that was an excellent analysis right there. <laughs> but on special teams, I mean, we all, we, we have obviously, you know, the kickers, the punters, the long snappers. Um, but, you know, it, not a lot of teams are going to go, you know, that way. Um, but if you, if you do do like, like a kicker, I guess, which it always makes me laugh when somebody goes 
um, high on the kicker, the punter, <laughs> snapper. Well, and the 49ers have done that a couple times over the last several years. Do you think they're going to do it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they're good right now. <laughs> so out of Georgia, you have Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, he is projected, you know, to go in four to six, you know, just like most of them. Um, Georgia Southern, Tyler Bass, he's a kicker. He um, showed um, at the Senior Bowl, um, he was just, he just had a really quality leg, you know, so it's, that's something that um, um, you can, you know, look at. And then out of Stanford, who um, I, you know, is I always go for the, you know, Bay Area type, but Jet Toner out of Stanford, he made a 51-yard field goal in the Pac-12, but he also missed some kicks. So I think he was went for like 12 for 16, but I, I think he could be a good pickup in the seventh round, something like that. So you never know. It could happen. <laughs> and then it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, how to give him an honorable mention from the Pac-12 uh, as a fan, because I actually – that. <laughs> I appreciate the little conference. <laughs> I just that's like the one um division that I watch with regularity. So I feel like I have to give him a shout out if I can. And you know, that's that's the thing is that with you know the draft, you know, um one of the the people that I I'm gonna just say this, um is a is Cal. Like they always come up with a a day three or four really good wide receiver. Um, and like, you know, Keenan Allen, for example. And mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that when you're looking at the day three, day four, day five, and they're going to make the. Well, there are no day fours, day five. I'm it's sorry. just day one, two. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, um, round, um, round Perfect. <laughs> four or five is that, is that they, I think that they're going to be able to, um, you know, make an impact. And where they're going to need to do it is on special teams. I mean, that's the only way. And I think special teams gets a little bit of a bad rap because, um, you know, they account for 20% of every single play. So they're on the field and they're doing their job. And that's, you know, if they can do a really good job on special teams, you know, can make a difference, you know, in you know, in the game and it could potentially win the game. So um, I'm hoping that some of these guys, you know, the wide receivers, all these, they're going to be expected to not only, you know, to make differences on offense, but they're going to have to make differences on special teams. Well, that's, we see that a lot too, when it comes to roster cuts, you have various players on the bubble, various players who are close and the guys, those running backs and wide receivers that can also make an impact on special teams will make the team, you know, when it comes down to it and it comes close there, you know, over those who will not. So special teams does become a very important part of it. I think we saw with San Francisco season this last year, just how important special teams was and what a difference it made in a number of games. So these are very important positions. And I think, you know, kickers and punters sometimes get a bad rap, but the (laughs) special team I like to say, like, they're special. They're important. So they're special <laughs> teams. They're not special teams. <laughs> they're, important. they're, like, an important, very, very important team. And a team doesn't run without them. So it doesn't run without a good special teams unit. So 
I definitely agree with that. So we'll see how those players play out. So if you will, over, you know, the few days of the draft and some in those later rounds. Uh, absolutely. And like I said, the 49ers have picked punters, I believe in the fifth round twice in the last several years. So yeah, I remember a we'll fourth see. round one that they took and it was kind of like, what? <laughs> it was fourth round. I think it was Mitch Wichnowski. I can't remember if Wichnowski was fourth round or fifth round, um, but I want to say Oh, I thought you might be right, but um, you know what? Though we can find out, yeah, I real quick. I because I know. All right, you know, you guys know that Steph is my fact checker. <laughs> so while Steph is looking that up, we're going to take a moment to hear from our sponsor, Favor Apple Cider Vinegar, and then we'll be back with the answer to that question. And I will break down quarterbacks and tight ends. They say a healthy gut means a healthy you. Favor apple cider vinegar shots bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two ounce shot. Better digestion, stronger immune system, and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily favor shot. Their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mixed with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. All right, Steph, do you have an answer for me on Mitch Wisnowski? Yep, he went in round four to the San Francisco 49ers. He's a hunter with a 110 pick. <laughs> yep, there we go. All right, so with the 110th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Niners took Mitch Wisnowski. Excellent punter, by the way, so we'll say that. All right, it is time to talk tight ends and quarterbacks. I think I'll go tight ends first because quarterbacks – they're quarterbacks, and so yeah. they get they get to go last. So tight ends, uh, there it's not a hugely deep tight end class here, but there are three that I want to bring to your attention so that you guys can keep an eye out for them this weekend. Uh, Cole Komet from Notre Dame, 6'6", 262 pounds, so not small. He had 43 receptions for 515 yards and six touchdowns. This past season, he's very fast for a tight end. He ran a 4-7, 40-yard dash. So keep an eye out for him. To me, he's the top tight end prospect in the draft. But, you know, there are all kinds of experts on these things. I may not be one of them, but to me, he is the top. My next one is Adam Troutman from Dayton. So we're getting a good Midwest thing going on here, which I'm super into. Uh, he had 70 receptions for 916 yards and 14 touchdowns last season. 65255 pounds. And then last but certainly not least, and I'm sure he would agree with that statement, Bryson Hopkins, who had 61 receptions for 830 yards and seven touchdowns. He ran a 466 40-yard dash. The things he needs to improve upon and why he's number three on my list of three is his blocking needs to improve and he does have a tendency to drop the football, which as we know is not good. Uh, but that being said, he is one of the top tight ends in the draft. And I think that probably those are two things that could be trained. So for tight end, for teams that need tight ends, I think all three of them are pretty decent options with Cole Komet coming in on top. And I, I do believe once you get into the NFL, blocking can be probably taught a little better. I mean, George Kittle loves to block, and that I think is just an innate thing that he just knows how to do. But I do think that it can be taught. So that are, those are the tight ends. Now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, last but certainly not least, 
the men under center. Don't ask me why I'm giving such a dramatic intro to the quarterbacks, but here we go. Of course, number one, Joe Burrow from LSU. We saw him have just an absolutely incredible season this last year. He was so much fun to watch, but there was a stat of his that really jumped out to me that if I'm looking at quarterbacks, if I'm evaluating for my team, this is a stat that would just be really important to me. And that is an 82.6 QBR when under pressure. And that to me is just very important with the state of offensive lines in the NFL and on, on the move from college to the pros. I think that's such an important one. So I don't know, it just jumped out to me. I think we all know that Joe Burrow is an incredible talent. We all know that he is an incredible leader on the field. We all know he's very accurate and that he is a winner, but I just thought that stat was like amazing. That's, a, that's just cool <laughs> to me. So that one jumped out. Then, of course, we have Tua, and the big question with Tua is the medical stuff, and he's been cleared, and he should be fine to play, but, of course, with COVID-19, as we know, these players have not been able to be evaluated by te- team by team. So he was evaluated by one doctor who gave the reports to all the teams, but it's just very different than in years past, and he is coming off, yeah, he's coming off this very severe hip injury. Had he not been injured, Tua was the number one quarterback in the draft. And I don't think that anybody would have argued that, but he was injured. So it'll be interesting to see. I still think he'll probably end up in the top five, you know, at worst top 10, I would say in the top five, because you've got in that top five, of course, Cincinnati, you have uh, the Chargers, you have the Dolphins, you have the Lions. You know, these are teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, the Lions, of course, have Stafford, but they got to start thinking about the future. So I think he'll still go in those top, let's say he's top six is what I should say, because he could end up on the Chargers and they have the sixth pick. Chargers unveiled their new uniforms today. They're great, potentially the best uniforms in the NFL, but they need a man under center to wear them. And (laughs) may very well be that man. So we'll see there. Quarterback Jordan Love, we had talked about him last week. Um, I, like I really like this guy. I'm sorry, what did you say? I like him. I like Jordan Love. Well, you know Love. what? I love him. <laughs> <laughs> because really, how could I? That. What did you say? Sorry. Of course you're going to say that. If, if, if the pun can be made, you'll make it, Chase. <laughs> 100%. As I said last week, if you guys think I'm not tweeting love wins every Sunday the rest of his career he wins or Monday or Thursday, you guys don't know me at all. George, so the thing with Jordan Love, he really came on this year. He became you know a, a big prospect. The One of the bigger concerns that teams have had about him, again, I think he'll go relatively high as well, though, is interceptions. He threw a lot of interceptions yeah. this season. I want to say 19, but... In fairness to Mr. Love, he had a new coaching staff, new offense. Like, you know, there was like a lot of things that went on there that may have contributed to that. So we'll see. But I think that that's something to watch and could affect where he goes in the draft. But I think generally he's a very solid quarterback, you know, with the potential to be a QB1 sooner rather than later. And of course, there are teams right now that need QB1s pretty badly. Any QB2s that will become QB1s very soon. So right. that's a big one. But I do I do love me some Jordan Love because, well, his name is Jordan Love. So there's <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> and then another 
just obviously fantastic prospect that I do not want to be remiss in not discussing is Justin Herbert, who has tremendous pocket presence, tremendous arm strength and accuracy, and he can do damage with his legs. And there's the big difference between is he just going to run or can he extend plays with his legs, which I think he can do. So he has tremendous presence in all of these areas. Another great pick for a team that needs a quarterback right away. Could very well potentially see him ending up in Miami. It's going to be very interesting because with this class that has such a deep class at wide receiver and corner, there are some solid linebackers, defensive tackles, offensive tackles. That top 10 is going to be really interesting. And I think for teams beyond the top 10, there have got to be so many different scenarios, which of course there always are, but you kind of just don't necessarily know how this is going to go. I think, you know, the first two picks will be Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, Chase Young, to Washington, but then you could go anywhere. The Lions could go corner and take yeah. Jeff Okuda, mm-hmm. or they could go quarterback. The Giants could go a variety of different ways. So I just think this is going to be kind of an interesting one. And then once we get out of the top 10, it's just going to be very interesting to see how everything falls. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, I feel like um, the Jaguars need everything. I'm like, okay, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I I honestly wouldn't even be surprised because they have the ninth and the 20th if they combine them and go up for Tua. I mean, I could see something crazy like that happening. So, you know, who knows? Um, But it's just where where they're going to fall. But they definitely need so many. and, And a lot of teams are like that. They're you know, Miami's like that. They have a ton of picks, but they're, mm-hmm. they're rebuilding. So, you know, it just depends on who's on their board at that moment and who's available. And I think that's going to be really telling. And and we're going to probably see some really great players fall down. And um, yeah, and that's that's kind of what's exciting about the draft is that you know the, it could go so many different ways. And uh, nobody's got it a hundred percent, no matter how good you are. So. It's always fun to see how it actually, you know, happens. <laughs> so I am so excited for the draft. Like, I feel like I'm going to dress up like the Oscars or something. <laughs> You're going to have to do a photo and share that with everybody. <laughs> you have, I've never been so excited yeah. in my life. I'm like, this is, I, I think it's obviously because I've been in isolation, but I'm just so jazzed. Like, I'm so excited. I'm like, I, I mean, if they weren't closed, I would be getting my hair done and my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> like, ready to go for this thing. I love that. Well, and you guys, I don't know if you saw, uh, we did a whole video about the draft, Fangirl Sports Network. Yes. Every one of our fangirls shared their draft crush or dr- favorite draft prospects. So you can find that on our brand IGTV, on our YouTube, on our website. Uh, fgsn.com, Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. But it was really fun and I think turned out really well. And it was cool to see, you know, each of the girls and who they thought, some picked who they thought was the best fit for their team, some just their favorite draft prospects. So it was a lot of fun. And then we would love you to comment and let us know who yours are. So we're all excited for the draft. And I love the idea of staff being (laughs) dressed up and ready to go. I just hope there are no technical glitches in this draft because that would be terrible. I'm hoping um, that they but work think- it out all ahead of time. And I mean, it, it seems like they're, you know, the NFL should have 
the ability, you know, it's just, I, I feel like that yeah. should be, but who knows, you know, and, I, I don't know. And John Lynch said yesterday on our call with John Lynch yesterday, he said that everyone is allowed one IT person. Okay. So that can give everyone a lot of, make everyone feel better. Yeah. Uh, that there will, you know, that everybody will allow to have one IT person with them in case, you know, something were to go wrong. Right. So I'm excited to do, we have a like two days uh, when we go live at the time that you guys are listening to this, we're basically, I think T minus 48 hours exactly. So that's exciting. And before we go though, Steph is going to administer to me half of the Wonderlic test so we can <laughs> see what our favorite draft prospects had to go through. And then next week we'll be back to break down the draft and see how it went. But before we go, Steph, give it to me. Okay, so just so you know, um, the Wonderlick is technically 50 questions, and you only have 12 minutes to answer it. So I'm going to do it for the sake of time. You're going to have half, and you're going to have six minutes to answer. So I am going to go for it. Make sure you have your pencil and paper. So this is time. You can pass, but if you – and go back to the question – which is fine. Uh, just tell me pass. Okay. And then we'll go. You guys, I'm going to not do well. <laughs> so we can all expect <laughs> yeah, Okay. And I, and it's, and I just picked out random. So you're going to do 25 questions in six minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. And start. The 11th month of the year is A, January, B, November, C, October, D, May. B. Good. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Um, two. A shop owner brought bought some shovels for fifty five hundred dollars. The shovels were sold for seventy three hundred dollars, with a profit of fifty dollars per shovel. How many shovels were involved? A. Eighteen. B. Thirty six. C. Fifty five. D. 73, E, 90, or F, none of these. Oh, dear God, there's math. <laughs> All right, uh, pass. Let's go back to that one. Let's okay. go back to that one. All right, three, how many states are there in the USA? A, 50. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Four. <That> I know. <laughs> there are three times <laughs> elephants compared to giraffes in the safari. If there's a total of 88 elephants and giraffes, how many elephants are there in the safari? A, okay, so there's three times. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Three t- times elephants compared to giraffes. There's a total of 88 elephants and giraffes. A, 22. B, 31. C, 43. D, 59. E, 66, F, none of these. So there are three, there are 88 total. Yeah. But there are three times as many elephants. Uh, is it E, none of these? Well, you probably can't tell me right now. Okay, so your, your answer is F, none of these? I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say 31. Okay. Next question. What is the next number in the series? Five. 15, 10, 13, 15, 11, 
And this is the next number, blank. A, nine. So wait, wait, hold on. 5, 15, 10, 13, 11. Oh, sorry. 5, 15, 10, 13, 15, 11. And then what's the next number? Nine. Okay. A, nine. B, 13. C, 10. D, 20. E, 15. F, none of the, these. Give me my options again. I'm really sorry. So it's, I just thank God I'm not in the drive. <laughs> nine, 13, 10, 20, or 15, or none? I think it's nine. Okay. A car travels at a speed of 85 miles per hour. How far will it travel in 15 minutes? A, nine miles. B, 11 miles. C, 13.25 miles. D, 21.25 miles. E, 22.75 miles. Or F, none. I have no idea. Can I stop the Wonderlick test now? <laughs> okay, we'll pass. We'll pass on that one. We'll pass on that one. Okay. okay you're gonna it's funny because I actually did really well on the SATs, but it's not feeling like now. <laughs> All right. Ready? Joey got a 25% yes. raise to his salary. If his salary was $1,200, how much was it after the raise was implemented? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me think on that one. So that $1,500. Okay. Nine. Arrange the following words so they make a complete sentence. Is the a rearranged sentence true or false? So here's your words. Triangle. Okay. A. Sides. Three. Sides. Sides. S-I-D-E-S. Okay. Three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Has. A triangle has three sides, and yes, that's correct. I'm feeling slightly better about myself now. <laughs> okay. Um, you have one minute left. A car dealership sells cars for $7,000. And new cars okay. for 16, sorry, used cars for 7,000, new cars for 16,000. A total of 17 cars were sold for 191,000. How many of the cars sold were used? A? I hope total. A total of 17 were sold for 191000 Yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead. A, two, B, three, C, five, D, eight, E, ten, F, none. Eight. Got it. I'm sure that's wrong, but eight. Okay. I think I'm, oh, my time's up. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, so how'd I do, Steph? I don't think it was great. <laughs> it looks like you had a score, um, and this is, of course, half of it. So you scored an 11 total. <laughs> Yeah, that's not great. Well, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have a whole new respect for the football players I cover and watch on TV. And with that, may I tell everybody, have a great draft. Seth, 
please share a photo of you in your dressed up Oscars outfit. Okay. Back. We can't okay. wait to see it. <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.